it's just stepping into myself with confidence and and moving forward and finding out that the only person closing doors for me was like me. <laughs> Literally, I saw a movie quote or heard a movie quote that just kind of galvanized me into more action. Like, instead of saying, why me? Say, why not me? Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. And Aisha Woods, Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, and musician. Together, they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith. You can connect with us on Facebook or Twitter, at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Aisha. Here we are back on Between the Grooves, James Curtis, along with Aisha Woods. How are you doing, Aisha? Hey, hey. I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing very good. Can't wait for good. summer. Can't wait for summer. Yeah, I'm just being optimistic. That's my favorite season. Just... <laughs> I know you're uh, freezing your butt off up there. Uh, right always, now. always. We've had some pretty cold temperatures over the last few weeks, and uh, I... From my standpoint, I don't mind the cold as much as the snow. With the snow, I mean, yeah. it's great to look at and everything else, but the reality is, is you you have to drive through it. You have to shovel it if it's on your driveway or your walkway, uh, and that's just the manual labor, the work and stuff. The worst thing for me is because I'm up so early in the morning, if it does snow overnight, yes. I have to get up either extra early or leave extra early oh my gosh, to shovel. get through. Well, not not just the shoveling, but to drive through it because a lot of times the plows or the salters haven't been out yet. So so I'm oh you know gosh. driving really slow trying to get through it and uh, make sure I don't you know go off the road or hit a guardrail or whatever else. So i tell you what, I'd be in trouble because uh, I don't know the first thing about driving in snow. I know there's definitely an art to it, yeah? Um, yeah, you just you kind of get used to it. You, I've been in some uh, snowy conditions where I didn't uh, respond correctly in my driving, and I paid the price for it. So oh I'll just leave it at that. Sorry, Mom. Sorry about your car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about um, there being an art to it. This conversation we're having today, this young lady, she has kind of mastered the art of songwriting. She's a friend of yours. Yes, she is. We go way back. We, we got married around the same time. Uh, we had our first kid. And uh, just, I love her heart. Can't wait to get into this conversation and, and find out what she's got to say about songwriting and and ministry and retreats and and she's also a worship leader and and uh, she does a lot of co-writes and she teaches yeah, people she how to co-write. I I think that's the gist of what we want to chat about today is is how does this all work with co-writing and what's mm-hmm. involved and and she does these retreats specifically for that, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And I've been to. Uh, a retreat that she's had before and amazing 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 so yeah let's get into it Meg Ammons on Between the Grooves hello Hello. Uh oh my goodness (laughs) I am I feel like I climbed a mountain I'm I'm not the techiest person you ever met y'all oh it's all good Meg (laughs) it's not sending it to my headphones but it should be coming through this microphone we can hear clear? you, but you can't oh, hear perfect. us, is what yeah, you're saying? Oh, I hear y'all clear as day. I don't hear me, which I guess doesn't matter. 
It's like, like you know, when you're singing and you want to hear your own voice in your mix. I'm not hearing it. Do you know, uh, whenever I do sound, I haven't done it in a while, but um, <laughs> if a singer is singing, say, to a track or even to a, with a band for that matter, and they start singing yeah. off key, uh, usually it means they can't hear themselves and or vice versa but usually it's because they can't even hear themselves so they don't know they're singing off key right yeah and and you could have done sound check and everything was fine but of course the acoustics and the dynamics change in a room once the once it's full of people and so uh yeah so a sound a good sound engineer really has to move on a dime when they hear something like that because they're ultimately responsible to make sure that that singer sounds good yeah yeah well and hopefully we're all growing and it's a great skill to be aware. Like, if you know whether you're flat or sharp, that's a good thing. And unfortunately, yes. some people don't know when they are. Right. And so you can't, <laughs> then you just have to have outside help. But, you know, anyway. So they need outside help. <laughs> they need that little. We have a pitch corrector, you know, capability in our system. But what's really tricky, it it can help you. But if you're like, we I guess what you would call flow a lot in our worship times, you know, and, and it's so nice to have the flexibility to change keys and just wherever you would want to go. But then if the sound guy has the pitch correcting set, you know, okay, we're in a flat right now, but then if he doesn't change it and you change keys, then (laughs) it is the weirdest, trippiest thing. Mental game. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, if it's autocorrect into the wrong key, no matter how well you are, how good a singer you are, it's just a big mess. It's so funny because right. it really talk about messing with your confidence. I'm like, do I sound that bad today? No, it's just that I'm <laughs> singing an F and it's set to G, you know? I kind of think that a pitch corrector is kind of cheating a bit. I mean, either you you yeah. got it or you don't yeah. as far as singing capability is concerned. And maybe maybe somebody should be a greeter instead, you know? Well, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's kind of true. But when you're streaming and you're singing for services and, you know, you know, and when you're working with volunteers, you know, if you're paying your teams and things, then you have the whole, you know what I mean? Like you can say, hey, we need this bar to be hit every time. Right. You know, but if you're working with teams and you're trying to be pastoral and not just commercial, then then all of a sudden, you know, you have sometimes a mixed bag of. Talent. Abilities. Yeah, Talent yeah, yeah. So pitch correcting is maybe the kindest thing you can do sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I was visiting another church on the weekend, and uh, uh, I've I've listened to their service online, and they actually – I shouldn't be saying this because if the person ever hears that I said this, <laughs> I won't say any names or anything like that. But actually, I found their online service sounds better than live. Oh, right. uh-huh. So it, it, now maybe it was just an odd week where they had a different group up there, like different uh-huh. uh, worship leaders, but the, just the mix sounded didn't sound mm. as full. I, I could hear the wow, yeah, the the song leader or the worship leader was was relatively muffled almost, and I could hear okay. the drums, but I couldn't hear all the other instruments going, and and the wow. online mix sounded a lot better. So I'm not sure if they've you know adapted. Because of the whole online service thing with, you know, people doing that yeah. over COVID and yeah. stuff. And, and they've kind of over uh, overkilled on the online streaming service mm. and made that sound yeah. good and not concentrated on the in-house stuff yeah. anymore. I don't know. Good gracious. It's like That's two mixes because... and two. Well, it Go is ahead, two sorry. mixes because you could put yeah. uh, reverb and echo on a voice for live. 
um, and not listen to the online stream, and then you listen to the online stream, it's like, whoa, that's way way overkill because it's a totally different mix. Yeah, yeah, that happened to everyone yeah. during COVID yes. when all of a sudden everyone's <laughs> streaming. Yeah, I saw yes. I saw online a video of. Uh, I guess it was a video promoting these songwriting retreats. And mm-hmm. it was a bunch of women talking about how great you are. Uh, you know, gifted <laughs> yes. writer, beautiful woman, uh, singer, songwriter, worship leader, blah, 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 and everything else. Yes, and, yes. And, and, and so I thought, well, you must have a pretty good reputation, uh, number one. <laughs> and number two, people must like your songwriting. Well, that is the hope, you know, Uh I'm I'm just myself and trying to live forward and honest and you know I would like to grow in favor with God and man like they said of Jesus. Um, Isn't there a verse and it's about just, that? Yeah, I feel like there might be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Either so that or it's, it's a song, right? Yeah, yeah. Just um, you know, some people have believed in me. I'm, I just owe so much to so many people who would give me a chance. You know, this is a fairly new venture as far as the retreats, but. It really combines parts of my life into one place. And um, it just kind of fell into my lap to do one. It was confirmed. It, like I just realized, that, you know, when you come alive about something in your heart, is like burning. Like, man, I almost can't believe I didn't come to this sooner. Uh, because I've always loved women's small groups. I was single all through my 20s. And just because of that season, I found so much community with women and led lots of Bible studies. I've been on staff at churches, and I've been a songwriter all my life. Not always as brave about it, you know, and willing to wear the label. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, I write songs, but I'm not a, like a, quote, songwriter. Um, and so it's just stepping into myself with confidence and and moving forward and finding out that the only person closing doors for me was like me. Mm. Do you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Just learning to ask. Literally, I saw a movie quote or heard a movie quote that just kind of galvanized me into more action. Like, instead of saying, why me? Say, why not me? And that's just been yeah. the kind of switch of thinking that my brain, I hesitate more than I move forward often. That's my nature um, for whatever reasons. But just, maybe it's just, growing up, you know, that we find, like, I'm not going to worry about what other people think so much. Like, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors to these ideas we have about what is the music industry, what is, like, does someone have to give you some official kind of thing before you're allowed to do things in this world? Actually, no. You know, so why why can't I gather some women? You know, now, growing it, just, it requires connecting and yes, the people who came first to my retreats are people who knew me already. And um, but then from there, it's growing, you know. Um, and hopefully, like those kind of testimonials is because I don't have a big name to drop. I mean, people don't know my name unless they already happen to know me and things like that. But it's just a really joyful way to move forward to think I'm going to do the thing that God put in my heart to do, and I'm really going to actually really trust that. God will open doors that he wants opened, you know. So songwriting retreat, what yes. does that entail? Like, is that like a weekend away with just songwriters? Are the songwriters all women or is it a mixed crowd? 
Um, like, do you start yeah. with a theme? Like, how does that all work? <laughs> well, I've been able to put together like my dream best case scenario. I've been to a lot of retreats myself and conferences. Um, I find that when I talk to people, a lot of people are in similar shoes to I. Like, if you're a songwriter and you're involved in church, of course you're thrown into the worship department because that's the other musical thing. But sometimes songwriters may find that they're the only songwriter in their local church. Um, or there's not a lot of traction or they don't have an in to just sing their own songs. And so there's a lot of isolated maybe songwriters that can connect online, but there's something so powerful about getting together in person. So my retreats are for women, Christian female songwriters. Um, Currently, I'm not set up to do like minors. That's a whole nother thing of, you know, liabilities. And I'm just not set up for that right now. Um, And I also feel like my retreats may not be the best place to come and learn how to write songs if you've never written before. So kind of identifying where I can be most effective. Um, It's a a fairly fast-paced, crowded, fun schedule, but if you've never written songs before, that can feel a little overwhelming to to feel like you're playing catch-up the whole time. So I think I I can minister and just bless and encourage best women who just need the connection and the encouragement and some healthy pushback, some challenging and just confirming the call in their life. Because sometimes people are being faithful, but there's maybe no one saying, keep going, keep going, you can do this. And I love to be that. So it's yes, my retreats are only for women. And um, I've had all different states, different levels, you know, some are just Um, Some are the worship leader at their church. Some are recording artists outside of their own church. Some of them are only songwriters and don't actually carry the songs they write. You know, so it's kind of a variety within the songwriting world of who has come. Um, But it's a beautiful mixture. I'm blown away just to think about what God is doing as far as you, you get different ages represented, different experience levels represented. We even have... You know, diversity and ethnicity represented, and it, you can that. see it in the songs. You can see it in the songs that come out. You know, we mm-hmm. have traditional sounding songs, we have modern sounding songs, we have CCM, we have Christian pop, we have singer songwriter, we have super congregational. Just it's just this freedom. So, to your question, we don't really put a theme. I have been to writing retreats where they had a theme, um, but so far, I just feel like gather the women. And let them decide in their co-writing groups what's on their hearts to say. And I love offering that freedom. Um, Yeah, that's kind of our current structure. Um, Unless God says change it, that's kind of how we're rolling. Um, And we're getting good feedback that seems to be really adding value to people and meeting where they are, what they need. So if somebody wants to go on one of these songwriting retreats, is there a... Is there a screening process uh, or, or a weeding out process or a whittling down process of some of the applicants? Because you said, you, you know, you want them to have some kind of experience and some kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether they've written before or they're musically inclined. I mean, you could get anybody and their mother wanting to it's come to these things. And then so true. Sure. I've, I've had to ask myself you know, prayerfully how to steward that. Um, so I do have a two step process and, and most retreats that I'm aware of do as well. Um, you know, if you're sleeping in a house together, you need to, it can't just be come because you can pay. Um, there has to be some oversight. And so uh, it's a really simple process. It's free to apply. Um, I just ask a simple questions like how many songs have you written this year? 
um, how many songs have you co-written this year? What would you class yourself as a beginner, intermediate, semi-pro, you know, kind of get a gauge? And I ask them to submit a song that they've been part of. Oh, that's good. That's, that's probably, because anybody can yeah, say, oh, I've written 10 songs. Well, but, you yes, know. yes. And I have had people. Twinkle, it, twinkle. That's right. <laughs> and I can sing. I have, yeah. And you don't right. have to be a singer to come because one beautiful thing about right. songwriting is you might have a, a huge contribution in the room, but not be a good singer yourself. So I love that that can be right. inclusive in that way. Um, I have told people no before, um, only simply because when they say they've never written a song yet, I, I feel like, okay, this is not the first step to take. So I, that's a hard email to write. You know, I don't look forward to that, but yeah. I try to include resources to say, hey, why don't you consider starting here? You know, this community and this mm-hmm. class that starts with a foundation. Um, and honestly, I mean, I want to be pastoral and inclusive and love everybody. But at the same time, there's a little bit of the, yes. you like, you need to hear some truth sometimes. And, and if you're in a sure. co-write with three more experienced writers and you've never finished a song yourself, it's just going to feel like people slapping you in the face when, when, right. They don't think your idea fits the theme. I mean, and co-writing <laughs> is a skill on top of songwriting almost itself. Um, so I want to say that in the most loving way, but like you probably it's if you've never done a marathon before, maybe you start with a few laps around the track, you know, <laughs> on your own. There you and go. I would like to there see someone take ownership and, and start the journey before they're thrown into you know, four, four co-writes in two days is kind of intense if you've never written a song before. So that's, you know, and I get some judgment call power there. You know, if I know someone that's an incredible musician and worship leader who writes songs but hasn't co-written much, well, then their application can tell me enough that I can say this is good, you know. And at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. I get to make those calls, but I haven't had to make it a lot because I think people kind of, I think people in general kind of know if they're ready for it or not. Do you know? So it's not like I have to oh, sure. be this harsh master in any way. It's, you know, I've been able mm-hmm. to just gently guide a few people to maybe a better first step. And otherwise, it's, I mean, God has brought beautiful groups of women every time. And we just all connect so well. We leave friends for life. There's been like zero problem. I, I don't know. That's just a gift of God. Um, <laughs> So it's, he's just about beautiful people. Do you ever have situations where you identify a, a songwriter uh, where they maybe they're very gifted in songwriting, but maybe they're maybe how do I say this politely? Maybe they need to let go and let someone else sing the song. Um, that does. I mean, yes. I mean, I've experienced that in my life um, at our retreats. People are allowed to do what they want with songs. Um, And I've been to retreats that treat this a few different ways. But in my retreats, I just stipulate from the beginning, we don't own these songs. We're not taking your publishing. So it's up to the writers to figure out what they want to do with the songs. So I don't have to step in and say, hey, I mean, they work it out themselves, if if that makes sense. So, it, I mean, they can do nothing with it. They can pitch it. They can do what they want. I don't have to step in on the admin side of songwriting at all for these songs, unless I'm a part of one of them and I wish to do something. Um, 
I'll tell you honestly, it's this is just also evidence of what God is doing and how he like confirms mm-hmm. your obedience with favor. You know, on the songwriting journey, you know, as we start and we continue, if we're faithful, there's just no way we don't end up further down the road. It does look different for different people, but right. I'm in the position where we actually had some, Aisha will know, I had a little text conversation with her <laughs> yesterday. Um, and this is where I'm learning. I mean, I'm not an expert or claiming to be. I'm just joyfully running forward. And um, I've never been in a position where I had two people want to do something with one song before. It's kind of like a songwriter's mm-hmm. dream, honestly, because a lot of people are writing songs and just, you know, maybe they're a few steps behind where they wish that one person would want to do something with one of their songs. Sure, and I suppose. I've been there. I mean, I'm, I guess my perspective on that is, you know, I come from a radio background, so I'm the music director of a yeah. Christian radio station in Toronto, and I get songs submitted to me all the time. And, you know, mm. there's always a cover note that says something to the effect of, I think, well, first of all, they'll say something like, I think this song will sound great on your radio station. And then I listen to it. And I think, well, maybe you should listen to my radio station and see if it would sound great because maybe it won't. Uh, how's that for saying it politely? <laughs> but but very often I'll get a song where the song itself is great. And, and you know, maybe, yeah. you know, they'll say something like, you know, this is this is a great message for the church or it's a great message that needs to get out there. And I'm thinking, yeah, it is a great message that needs to get out there. Maybe you should have let somebody else sing the song that could do a better job right. for you because right. you might be gifted as a songwriter, yeah, tough. but you need to maybe let somebody else take it and run with it because mm-hmm. they'll be able to do far more than what you could do. Absolutely. Well, I agree there. Here's my chance to champion songwriters response to that. Every, I mean, most serious songwriters would be happy to let a bigger name or a better voice carry their songs. Um, what we often find is if, if you're an indie, then there is no one knocking on your door saying, let me hear your songs. And so right. some for some songwriters, maybe just at the stage they are, the, the best next step they can do is put their song out themselves because otherwise it's sitting in a pile um, until you have certain connections or maybe your your reputation as a songwriter keeps growing. For some people, that that's a really brave step that they could do because some sure. of those steps you can't just elect for yourself because everyone would say, sure, I want Mandisa, I want Toby Mac, I want, you know, Hope Dars, I want them to record my song. But right. there can be a really hard um, a pay to play, literally pay to play, pay to pitch right. thing that's that maybe cost prohibitive to people. So in the indie right. songwriter world, which is where I'm firmly planted, you know, for now, anyways, um, that's something a, a songwriter can do for themselves: get a nice demo made with a mm. better voice, or put, be brave enough to put it out there, um, if that makes sense. So. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure songs come across your plate where you are seeing it from your perspective. And um, I'm just saying from the other perspective, that's their best bet is to get it out right now until they build a name for themselves. You yeah, know, because, it, yeah. But I guess the difficult thing from my perspective is they, they're they competing 
like everyone Absolutely. else, they're competing for a small block of time on the radio station. Right. And so the, the quality level, the uh, musicianship, the vocal quality, all of that stuff comes into play. So, so an indie sure. artist is competing with... They are literally mm-hmm. competing with the Toby Max, the Ben Fuller's, the, you know, the, the all these big names, um, and mm-hmm. and so while maybe they can't get their song in in front of or get in, get radio airplay, maybe they they take that effort and the the, the work they put into that song. As long as they don't, I guess, have the expectations that it's going to become a radio hit, maybe they need to be concentrating their efforts on recording a good demo and getting it out to the labels and seeing if they're interested in taking it further. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a step they can take. It's, I mean... There's a moment of, like, daring to dream, and then there's the reality check. (laughs) Yeah. Say it. Say it, Aisha. I know you've seen some things on your journey. Um, I'm at the place where I just love to encourage people to take the next step and and be ready to champion yourself until someone else wants to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you're waiting for someone to champion you, you may never. Right. Yeah. I I don't want to I don't want to downplay or or uh, or, you know, push anybody down as far as, you know, their efforts and their and, you know, the work that they've done and everything else. I guess I'm uh, I'm just trying to uh, look at it from the perspective. If your gifting is songwriting, maybe your gift is not singing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So in other words, right. you know, right. you have to recognize if you can sing or not. If you can't sing, then why are you trying to record this professional sounding song and then being let down when it's not played on Absolutely. the radio because you think that the song needs to get out there? Well, maybe you're pushing the song in the wrong direction, right? Instead of pushing Absolutely. it to radio, push it to somebody that can do something more with it. Absolutely. Sure, sure. And that's the part everyone does need to accept and I mean, you couldn't be more right. That's that's the part you have to. If you're going to jump and run in this this vein, that has to come with it. And um, you know, Ross King is an awesome songwriter. Shout out, Ross King. Um, We've had he, him on the show before. It, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's just incredible, and he he calls it the suck meter. Like you need to be able to evaluate yourself accurately. Sure. And if you can, sure. then you're not surprised when your song gets rejected, or you know, like right. If you can say, well, yeah, I I stand by my song, but someone else would sing it better, then it's good just mm-hmm. self-awareness. And hopefully as writers, wannabe artists or wherever we are, we're willing to grow in self-awareness because that's that improves our skill and our, our way that we relate with people versus if it's a huge blind spot for you and you're just astounded that no one wants, if no one ever wants to work with you, You know, is it because you just haven't gotten a chance yet or is it because there's maybe a blind spot around something? A a maturity level for sure. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's I mean, that's a hairy pile of discussion. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you, you know, and and the the further up you wish to climb, you're going to have to have thicker skin that can handle that. You know, if if someone's written their first song, maybe you don't you don't crush them. If it's not good, you you support what you can support and you support their effort, you know, but mm-hmm. it's just like children, you know, the expectation gets higher. You want privileges, but you have to have that self-awareness or responsibility. So on our songwriting journey, I sure am going to champion someone on the first song they've ever written. But as they keep writing and if they keep wanting to grow, then, you, you know, your criticism of their writing is probably going to have to grow. You're going to, ha- you know, so... 
that's where that's where the dream wears off and the hard work kicks in maybe you know there you go yeah i love what you yeah. talked about um what you said about positive pushback can uh-huh. you talk a little bit more about that and its importance in songwriting mm. yeah well i mean in my life i don't think i ever love critical pushback but every time it yeah. makes me a better writer i don't you know so it's yeah. like it doesn't really feel good because, of course, we want our ego stroked and we want someone to say, well, that is the best thing I've ever heard. But I, I grow a lot when someone, it's a compliment to your song. First, I hope songwriters will hear this. It's a compliment to your song if someone sees enough in your song that they're willing to pick it apart and make it better, to kick it around, you know, some ideas mm-hmm. of things. If if someone just gives you a really token, hey, great. Yeah. One, it's not, it's not as helpful, but... Consider it a compliment if someone gives you some specific critical feedback. But if somebody um, says, yeah. if somebody says it's that's a great start, and you just put a ton of work into this thing, that's kind of a letdown <laughs> too, right? Uh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a great start. You spent the last ten hours perfecting this thing. It's like, well, it's a great start. It's like, great start. What are you talking about? I uh, know. Yeah. You know what? It's that's funny because it makes me think of. Um, my dad, I, I baked a cake. I was like 12. It was my first cake, right? So um, I hooked it up and let him have a piece. And he's like, oh, the icing is really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. He tried to let me down easy. I, I think I probably put too much baking soda in it. Oh, uh, yeah, I that, didn't that follow taste, the yes. recipe correctly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I will never forget that. And, you know, my cakes are, are, are better. better now. <laughs> 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 well, your husband hasn't complained, so that's a good thing. Well, he better not complain, actually. <laughs> Eat it with a smile. He's the one Eat that bakes, actually. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny. So I can think you... songwriting is the same. Can you take us through, mm-hmm. I guess, on these retreats now, uh, where does it start? I mean, do you do you write, is it typically writing a song from scratch or uh, taking existing oh. ideas from, you know, the participants? And mm-hmm. then in all of that, you said that usually a group of four, is it you that takes the lead or is it somebody else that takes the lead? Because, you know, everybody wants to be the boss sometimes and, and kind of lead, lead as far as this is what I think we need to be doing as far as the song that we're creating but maybe somebody's thinking wait a minute that's way off base i think we should be doing this so how do you how do you yeah, deal with right. situations like that um well okay so when everyone gets the retreat our typical schedule is connect on the first night i run them tuesday through friday um and the reason is because a lot of people that would be most interested and you could say most of my target you know a lot of them are serving in churches on the mm. weekend and so the weekend is mm-hmm. a worse time for them now it's never perfect because there's some people that would come but they have nine to five jobs monday through friday so you know it, it's unless i do a variety of times there's always some group of people that it's harder for um but tuesday through friday we gather on tuesday afternoon check in chill and um, just to get to know each other um one of my very favorite parts of the retreat. Um, I, I've heard from a lot of other songwriters, you know, you go to events and you listen and you're super filled up by what you hear from 
people further down the road than you. Um, but sometimes people can come away saying, well, I didn't get to personally connect and, and maybe we would wish to be more seen. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's something really special, honestly, that a smaller retreat can offer. Um, and I don't, I mean, I say I want them to grow, but at the same time, there's something special about them not getting too big because the right. first night of the retreat, we go around and everyone shares their story. And that's the most empowering community creating thing I think yes. that we could do. We worship together, we pray together, but then, I mean, in this circle, throughout the different retreats, I'm just seeing in my mind snapshot moments from the times where people are crying, they're laughing, they're sharing their yeah. their biggest struggles in their journey of songwriting or how something hard in their life is affecting their songwriting right now or just you could call them pain points, victories, just anything. And and so starting off a retreat that way it was almost accidental, but now it's become so important. I make sure I put it in because then when you go to write the next day and the following day, instead of maybe strangers you started out as on that first night, you're already like connected, you know, so that's such a yeah, powerful sure. way to help us write together. I feel like we're pulling together. And then when, yes, when we sp- split up into the groups, um, it's either three or four people. Three is my favorite, um, but depending on how many people you have in your, you know, in your retreat, you split up to three or four. Um, I always make sure that there's at least one strong instrumentalist in every group. It's kind of like a puzzle. If you've ever been in charge of breaking up a group of people into co-writes, it is like putting together a puzzle because I try to make sure sure, I always have some artists coming and people that don't carry songs themselves. So every right needs to have someone who could potentially carry the song if they like it. Every right needs to have a strong musician. Um, Now, usually we end up having several artists and several musicians in any one group, you know, that could potentially that that's automatically two opportunities for a song to fly. Because especially as indie Mm -hmm. artists, you know, once you have good songs, it can feel like such a hard thing. Like, well, where can it where can it live? You know, Um, and so if you put artists in rooms, then that's a possible it's no guarantee they'll like it or want to record it. But it's at least a potential path forward for any song that's written. Um, And, you know, in every co-write they figure it out themselves. You know, we have some best practices we mentioned. You know, be okay if if someone else is just cranking out some awesome ideas. You know, let let them have that moment in the right. Um, also, don't be afraid to push back. If you're going to be pushing back, though, make sure you can be specific and, like, redemptive, right. not just I'm over here being critical about everything and everyone because it's not my idea. Right. Like, that's... That become makes you the person people don't want to write again with in the future. Mm-hmm. So, so watch yourself. Um, watch yourself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're always that. But at the same time, I I don't know. I I do encourage pushback. Fight for the best song. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I've been at rights where we've been stuck. If anyone's written much, there are just times where you're stuck. No one likes any ideas. We're just super stuck. But almost every yeah. time I find that a room is stuck... What really has happened is that a line or two back, someone really just didn't really like that idea, but didn't say anything. And so now, like, they're seeing the block. But um, one time we were stuck for like half an hour. It was a large group, which makes it harder. And and once we backed up a line or two and someone said, you know, 
I really don't love that line. It, it's like the dam broke. So I think honesty in the yeah. room gives you quicker progress overall. It's not a guarantee, but I encourage pushback and speak up in a specific, helpful way. You know, I'm not saying just bash everything because that's, yeah, bad. But um, so that's what the rights do. I mean, just they talk. Now, I, I'm i always encouraging people to bring song starts, not a whole song because then mm-hmm. it's it's too much your baby already. And you don't like it when people start rearranging and cutting. But um, I think everyone who's serious about songwriting needs to keep a list. This is a best practice just in your daily life. Keep a list of song ideas, whether it's one word or a Bible verse or a quote you read, an idea that you've been mulling over. But keep a list of those things that, that you're always prepared to offer something in a room. Sure. You should really never bring nothing to a, a co-write. Now, also be willing to be okay with the room not jumping on your idea. But if you, right. every, if everyone has some ideas and then you talk amongst yourselves, like I honestly think you can feel it in the room when you're all like pulled to the same idea. And that's what you write that day. Um, but mm-hmm. anyone who's serious about growing a songwriter needs to bring something to the table. Um, I, you know, you get credit in the room and everything, but for that song, you might be fine, but you will not be a person that people want to write with again. That's just kind of one of those hard truths. If you sit there and don't say anything, don't offer anything, right, right. You know, that right itself may turn out okay, but, you know, bring something to the table. Mm. Yeah, sure. I have a question, Meg. Do you, because I've, I've seen this with other uh, songwriters and songwriters that are extremely successful do you have daily writing practices Ooh, you're calling me out girl um (laughs) now i don't personally force myself into a a daily writing thing now i I end up writing almost every day um Mm -hmm. but it's more like a oh golly it's just like this you know, like when you have tabs open on your computer, there is like an sure. internal always. I, I, to me, songwriting starts with hearing and listening, and and so yeah, yeah. I think if you live with your hearing, and I'm not to make that sound over spiritual, but just in the same way that we don't just go to church to talk to God, we we live every day with an awareness yes. and carrying the presence of God wherever we go. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the ideal Christian life. You know, he's with you and it's your communing with the Lord every day. Well, in the songwriting sense, to me, it's exactly the same. I, I hope that I always live with my hearing turned on. It's not just a gig mm-hmm. I go do. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm in this co-writing room right now. Let me turn on my hearing. Um, it's right. an abundant way of living. And because you live that way, I mean, my list of song ideas is probably never going to run out, you know, because right. it's, it's, I'm not saying you have to be a prophet or anything. It's just the daily Christian life. Yeah. God wants to speak to you every day. And I think the songwriters yes. are this group of people that's honored in like trying to grab a little bit of heaven. And then mm-hmm. you're in a room mm-hmm. and you're organizing that to be a beautiful gift to the church, you know, for ministry yes. over them or for them to sing back to Jesus. It's like, it's this beautiful world you get to live in of hearing and receiving from the Lord and then shaping that to give away. Do you know? So mm-hmm. that's how you live. Um, practically, I mean, yes, sometimes I jumpstart my writing by just like 
just verbal dumping it on a page or a Google Doc or for me, sure. I sit I sit down at the piano and I mean, all the emotions of the day just seem to collide right there. If I'm having a hard day, mm. I sit down at my piano and I might cry for a while first. <laughs> you know, it's like you just dump it all out to the yeah. Lord. And sometimes I feel like he sings over me. Sometimes he gives me, yes. I might just sing a line of a hymn. It's not always even me creating my own thing. It's just right, living right. in the presence of God. And because he gave me the gift of songwriting, it just comes out in the form of songwriting. That's just a form of my worship back to the Lord. And it's such a beautiful journey. And it's it's kind of like I'm not trying yes. to, uh, girl, I could talk about that. It's just such a gift. It's amazing <laughs> that God gave this to us and we get to use mm-hmm. it for his kingdom. Um, but, uh, you know, Chrissy Nordoff, hey, if, if um, a writer is listening and wants to learn, I'm so happy to just shout out to Chrissy and Eric Nordoff and their writing worship community. That's the best place I can think of for a beginner writer to grow and learn. They have online courses. They have mentorships. They have a book and tools, everything. Um, but if you're in the Word, if you're reading the Word, if maybe singing through the Word, that's a way that you can always stir to stir the gift because if you're reading the yes. Bible, you know, you're going to get inspiration for your songs there and Absolutely. in your prayer time, yeah. in your church's prayer times. What are people praying at your church prayer meetings? If there's a board where people are writing their prayer requests, you know, there's songwriting inspiration right there. Write what the people in your church need. Write for the person on the front row, not just for radio consumption. You know, it's like there's so many right. ways you right. you realize you can use the gift to speak to what is around you. By the way, we've had Chrissy on the uh, podcast before as well. So oh, she's of, incredible. You know, shout out. Yeah, she's very, yep, very talented. I'd love to shout them out. Yeah. Um, I guess as far as, uh, you know, related also to these retreats that you go away, and this is, you know, really important. It's a very dear to my heart. Uh, what about the food? <laughs> well, we have some good food. Aisha, do we go hungry? I concur. Yeah. So good food, I good times. Good, I love food company, <laughs> and I always get someone to help me. You know, um, if you're ever hosting your own retreat, if you're leading a retreat, you just need to go ahead and plan on getting a helper person so you don't feel as overwhelmed. Um, I always have someone help me, and we enjoy meeting to kind of plan out food. Um, I love variety and and honestly it's like putting together a puzzle as well because like so when someone in my in my case when they apply and they're accepted then they get another link which is the actual registration form um and that's mm-hmm. where they note all their like food if they have food aversions or protocol that or they're following or allergies mm, yeah. yes no <laughs> we ask that we ask that and try to accommodate that for everybody um just with options so um everyone gets taken care of in that way you know, plenty. Of, there's lots of people that just like you know, what, whatever. But then we have <laughs> vegan or gluten free or dairy free and just different considerations. So that's another little puzzle. That uh, so you know it does take some time to to put them together and to kind of nurture them sure. along. To, you know, to to feedback with the people who have questions to make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Um, but it's really a joy. Um, combining two things I really love together in this powerful one thing. And I'm excited for the future. Um, I can yeah. announce, if you want, we've just set our next retreat dates. Um, 
If people would like to know, we've set the next one for October 17th through 20th this year, 2023, and um, expecting a, a great time. They never fail to blow me away. And God just seems to bring exactly who he wants to come every time. Yes, and sure I expect enough. no less this time. So if people are hearing this mm-hmm. and they're interested, um, they can go out to mercytribemusic.com which will have all the information for the retreat and all the steps, you know, questions you might have and then how to proceed if you're interested. That's awesome. Now, tell me this. How can something like this uh, happen for a church or in a church setting? Well, that's another thing I am excited about rolling out in the future. Um, So... My retreats currently is when people, I would handle the process and people come to me. Um, these retreats so far have all been hosted in the St. Petersburg, Florida area. Um, okay. But if a church, a beautiful thing that God is doing in the church at large is that he's giving voice, I think, through songs that come out of a church. And there's something super mm-hmm. special about seeing songs from that house being sung in that house. Um, some people yes. just do that. Some people actually you know, send it out because of streaming and everything through to the whole world. But um, I'm always going to be a fan of raising up songwriters and stewarding songwriters in your own house. Um, I have a personal experience yeah. of being in churches, several different churches that were wonderful churches, but they didn't exactly know what to do with songwriters. Um mm. And so, you know, there you are in the in the worship department and partly fulfilled, of course, but they, you know, it's, it's kind of a newer thing. And, and honestly, we're all seeing so many churches start to raise up music out of their own house. Um, and yeah. if yeah. one really effective way, if a church is interested in saying, man, we have a songwriter here and there and I'd like to see that more, um, a very effective thing to do is to kind of kickstart that, have a weekend. And in that case, you know, the church gets to decide who they would want to come. It could be an open invitation. It could be, you know, invite only. Um, but you can bring in, like, <laughs> you could bring me in um, in that sense, and you could kind of mm-hmm. host an in-house thing. And that would probably be a weekend if you're going to a church. But, you know, you you spend time talking about, I, I'm putting together my my um, way of rolling that out called house songs and and that's working with a church's team and and teaching them how to steward the hearing like i said because it starts with hearing teaching them how to steward the hearing sure, sure. teaching them how to steward the the creative hearts of these people and then just the best practices yeah. i mean you know if they've never co-written let's let's talk about the practical stuff let's get experience yeah. writing songs that that weekend and sharing them and i think an event like that that jump starts becomes a very it's kind of setting good precedent for like this is how we're going to roll this out you know yeah um, i think a lot of especially in a small local church and people mm-hmm. that are songwriters and they know that they have that gifting probably initially don't have a clue where to start it's very true and you can't expect the Mm -hmm. church to make it easy for you like in uh the church doesn't owe you that right so i i would like to see a songwriter take some initiative personally um here's what Mm -hmm. i say you know you can go and you can find last night's football score you can go and find out what the trends for 2024 are going to be for whatever like people people can go find what they want to find so I yep. would say if there's a songwriter who's just sitting there waiting for someone to make it super easy for them, 
part of what I'm thinking is, well, like, what have you, what have you done for yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I want to steward, yeah, I especially want to steward the people who are already trying. Um, that's a really special, you know, so there are resources online. There are books about songwriting. You can buy on Amazon. It'll show up at yeah. your door tomorrow. Um, I would like to see mm-hmm. some skin in the game versus yeah. opportunists. Like if you're only writing because someone made it super easy for you, I would just like to see someone add their own hard work to that. I think that hard that work is a big, big p- component, like a big part of it. And that's in any, that's yeah, just, sure. not that it's just songwriters, but it's any exactly. career Anything. choice that you would yeah. want. Like if you're not willing to work at it and whether it's getting the education behind it, like, you know, any times I hear about somebody saying, oh, I'd love to be on the radio. I could do that. I could, well, go mm. to school and, and learn about it instead of just saying I could mm-hmm. do that and show up and, and expect it just to be in your lap to be able to do that career mm-hmm. if that's what you're interested in. Like, mm-hmm. do the hard work. Go to school. Learn from people. Yep. Don't expect, you know, to be this, you know, uh, I guess in the form, uh, in the sake of a worship leader, uh, like, like my daughter, uh, years ago when she was a lot younger, she said <laughs> she when she grew up, she wanted to be a famous uh, recording artist or a famous singer. Well, to get famous, you got to do a lot of work first, right? And and that's what a lot of people don't want to do. They just want the the glory. They want you know the the end result and and not do all the work to get there. Right, right. It's it's true. I had one of the most powerful text conversations I can remember. Um, I just watched a friend do some recording. This is years ago now, and I was thinking about doing that. It kind of stirred up my own dream. And so I reached out to a producer friend and I was saying, hey, how would this look? Would you be interested in working with me? And their simple reply to me taught me so much. She said, well, I guess the first thing I would ask you is, how serious are you really? Like, are you going to dream all day? Are you going to put some feet to your dreams? You know, like. Mm. Right, right. And that's that point that you really have to reach. If you've only walked a few steps down the road because someone has coaxed you and paved the way, Come you're going to be a little shocked when you start getting no's. And, and, you know, music is full of plenty of no's. And you have to believe oh, yeah. in yourself. You have to champion yourself before you can expect anyone else to champion you. Uh, I hope you're, you, I hope you are developing the practice of writing and hearing when, when you have zero audience. To me, exactly. that's the person. That's the person I want to promote and say, "Geez, let me use my platform to help you step up another step." Right. You know, when you're doing the reasonable and the, the effort you can do. Um, so, I would just encourage any writer, just whatever the next step is for you, take yourself seriously. Invest in yourself, whether it's financial or just mm-hmm. hours of effort. You know, whatever. Um, just take your next steps. Don't just be sad that no one is opening a door for you, you know? Um, Because I just, yeah, that's my own experience talking. I've I've not been the fastest mover at times. And and as I've grown up, I have to realize, well, there is actually no one telling me no. Just because there's not someone saying, let me do this for you, doesn't mean there's people telling me I can't do it. So just start doing it. Learn as you you will never learn as much just as you start going, figuring it out, you know. Start doing it. Put some sweat in the game and and maybe at times put some money in the game, too. Right. For sure. For sure. And start out right. Like for any younger songwriter, I would simply say, 
what people told me I had to kind of go back and backtrack. Like if you're serious about songwriting, you know, when you finish a song, get a clean work tape of it, even if it's your iPhone your voice memo or something and start making a spreadsheet write the song title write the date you wrote it make your audio available the co-writers if there are any like help yourself now towards the future that you want if you stay organized from the beginning it's going to be easier just just start right you know you don't have to hit 300 songs a year or like you know what some professional people might be putting out but just steward the gift Stored the gift. Yes. And the other thing I'll say too is if if you are if you are writing a song and you do have the gift to sing that song and you want to throw something onto YouTube or Spotify or whatever else, TikTok, whatever it is, um, from from my standpoint. Get yourself a decent mic. Don't use some little cheap <laughs> little mic that. Are you sure? I, yeah. If you're talented and you've got the ability and you are an awesome singer, mm-hmm. like get yourself the right equipment to do it properly. Yeah, sure. Even if it's like considered a demo, get yourself something decent that's going to highlight yeah. your abilities. Yes. Yeah. It's I it's agree. all going to come back to priorities. You know, like if you're buying, I don't even know what you know several expensive pairs of shoes every year buy one less pair and put the money you know like it it just is always going to expose your real priorities anyone can talk and all these dreams but like there's nothing stopping you right now except your fear that you can't maybe I mean that's a valid thing but to recognize that like okay I'm the one stopping me that might help you take right. your next step forward. But yeah, you can find online, you can call Sweetwater, you know, whatever, and say, hey, what's the simplest gear I need with the equipment I already have to up yes. my game? You know, I I actually, last year... This program um, has been brought to you by Sweetwater. <laughs> Check out their website today. Oh, I'm sorry. And Ross thought, wait, I thought we were doing a plug there. No? No, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, they helped me so much. Last year, last year, instead of putting out as much music as I wanted to, I, I look at it as, as I kind of taught myself to fish instead of buying a fish. So I bought some equipment, and it's only several hundred dollars worth. And I, you know, learned how to use a DAW. Um, and I'm still learning. I, I have not arrived, but I decided to put effort so that I can now up my game for every song. If I, if I have a song that go. someone's interested in, I can now make a simple tracked version of it, you know? And, and so that was a next step for me to help me. And, um, for not that much money, you know, if it's a priority enough, you can make it happen. And, uh, that's, it's just pretty cool. Yeah. You know, thinking back on what you just said, it's, it's not overcomplicated when it comes to the equipment standpoint. I've got a really, really nice recording studio in my home. Now it's, it's meant for voiceover work. So all the equipment I have is geared towards that. And, and I was thinking over the weekend, man, I got, I got some really nice stuff in there, but I didn't start that way. I started Mm -hmm. with a simple, you know, audio interface to be able to take a mic, XLR mic and put it into a digital format to get into the computer. And and that was it, just a mic and a DAW. And that was it. Right. But mm. but I so, slowly expanded, and then I got this, and then I got that, and then I got mm-hmm. this, and now this this interface that I have, I don't even use that anymore. I've got something else, but but I use that when I'm on the road now, so I'm still using mm-hmm. it. I haven't thrown mm-hmm. anything out. I've right. I've tried to be at least smart enough to make business decisions or purchasing decisions that on stuff that I will use down the road, maybe for other purposes. Sure. It was funny because I had a friend of mine saying, you know, maybe you should sell some of your mics. 
And uh, no, no, I'm not selling all those mics because I've got a I've got a purpose for each one of them. I may not use it all the time, but sure. I've got a purpose for it. That's the reason why I bought it when I bought yeah. it, and it may not be used for what I'm using it now because I've got another better mic for that or whatever, whatever the piece of equipment is. But there's a rhyme and a reason why I bought everything that I bought. But again, it's going back to that. Mm-hmm. Start small, just. Buy something decent to start, yeah. And then if it really takes it. off, or if you start making money a little bit, you know, put it into the business, put it into buying some better yeah. equipment, or right. or you're, That's you know, it. maybe it's something where you're you're working with a producer and they've got the better equipment, so you don't have to worry about that, yeah. right? Just just take your next mm-hmm. step. You yeah. know, yeah. there's there's simple. It can feel daunting to think of, gosh, I need to do all these things to get where I want. Sure, it feels overwhelming, but just. Take a next step and then regroup for a second and then take your next step and then regroup. Um, You know, it it doesn't always feel like magical leaps forward, but it's so much of these things and whatever your gift happens to be. Here's me and songwriting, but like so much of it is just going to come back to stewarding and faithfulness. You know, okay, you you get a no. Well, I'm going to keep being faithful. Oh, I don't have the money to do X, Y, and Z, but I could do A, B, and C. Steward that. Just right. if you are faithful, there's there's just no way you don't end up further down the road. You know that's right. I am proving it with my life. I hope, and I will go to my last day on earth saying the same thing. Just keep yeah. being faithful. It sounds so simple. It's kind of hard sometimes, but the goal is actually that simple. At the end of the day, are you doing what God called you to do the best yeah. you can do it? then you can sleep in peace. And and if we're right. stressing about it, maybe we're not trusting God as much as we say we are. You know, if I'm really trusting mm-hmm. God, I'm writing the best songs I can. I'm committed to grow personally. Like, there's just no way I'm not going to achieve the will of God in my life. I just, I am right. sold on that, on that thought. I just have to be obedient to the voice of the Lord and he will order my steps for me. He will send me where he wants me to go. He will open the doors that he wants open for me. It might look different. I might be expecting something he doesn't have for me. So that might be my problem. But if I am faithful with my yes to Jesus, everything else will be icing on the cake and I get to enjoy the journey every day. And and back to what you said, back to your, what you said, take (laughs) that first step. I mean, sometimes it just means blocking off X amount of hours per week to say, okay, I'm, this is where I see, you know, God calling me. I'm going to take X amount of hours and work towards that objective. And like you said, maybe Mm -hmm. it's doing one, two, and three because you're not ready for four, five, and six yet, but, but at least you're doing something versus doing nothing. And then wondering a year later, how come this hasn't gone anywhere? Watch a video about how to help yourself on Spotify. Watch a video about, you know, literary tools to use in your songwriting. Watch a video about, you know, how to add reverb to your vocals in GarageBand. Like, at some point, it becomes real practical things like that. Like, just watch one thing. Learn one thing today, um, wherever you are in the journey. So, uh, that's just what I want to keep doing. Self-development. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, let me say, I don't know if we're... if we're about done, but I want, I, in anticipation of this call today, I've been um, gorging on the podcast and I feel really honored. I've heard some amazing voices that y'all spoke with and just learn from their stories as they shared them with you. And I just feel like super, super grateful that y'all would allow me to come on and um, rub cyberspace shoulders with people that (laughs) 
are so much further down the road than me. I feel like a real a newbie compared to some of the yes, industry and- people you've had on. But I'm, I'm very honored to be able to share with you all today. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, we've got one more subscriber there, Isha. So that's <laughs> applause. Can we, can we add some applause in there? Yeah. Just talking clap, to Justine, clap, our clap, producer. Clap, we're gonna, clap. yeah, we're gonna add some special effects in there and just some sound effects I mean, of applause and stuff. That's great. And everybody, I think it's the real thing. It's our studio audience, ladies and gentlemen. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's awesome. I mean, you have a, such a neat variety here. I wish you all well as you continue forward. And thanks for giving me a a little boost. Maybe someone will find my retreats because of hearing this today. Yeah. Just maybe just be encouraged in their songwriting. If nothing else, I'd I just love for people to be encouraged to keep keep on writing. You know, yeah, I just thank you again for the opportunity to to share about what I'm doing. I appreciate that so much. Thanks for coming on. Love you, girl. Bye. Love you, too. I'll see you later. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you to Meg Ammons. What a great conversation. I really enjoyed that. You really need to check out her website, mercytribemusic.com. Find out all about her retreats and connect with her if you really want to get into that songwriting jive. Now it's time for some artist advice. Let's see what Richland has to say. I'd say number one, relax. And number two, be yourself. I I think the further that we go in our musical, artistic journey, it's so easy to try to look, sound, um, become something that we are not. And so I think there's something just really beautiful and valuable about someone that is Uh, just made a commitment to be their most authentic self and so uh, I'd I'd say be yourself and just relax enjoy the journey just be you it's natural can't get any more beautiful well that kind of sums it up too doesn't it Aisha Woods (laughs) live on Between the Grooves What he says, uh, we've heard from a lot of different artists in the past about talking about authenticity and just being yourself. Yeah. And that is so important. Nobody wants to hear, you know, another artist. They want to hear you. And uh, so you need to be you Mm -hmm. instead of just sounding like somebody else. It's the resounding um, theme, authenticity. Um, It's definitely important and can't get enough of it. Well, that is it. We are out of time. Um, really appreciate the time that we spent with Meg Emmons today from uh, yes, Mercy Tribe Music. Just so much wisdom, so much insight, mm-hmm. and uh, so much experience. So uh, hopefully that, uh, if anything, gets songwriters inspired to move forward with their gift. Yeah, sure enough. Meg is not only full of wisdom um, and a lot of knowledge, she is incredibly gifted like she can sing her face off and she can play instruments so just thought i'd add that well there you go thanks for listening to faith strong today's between the grooves podcast if you enjoyed this episode would you consider sharing it with your friends Rating our podcast or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves or email us anytime. Hello at faithstrongtoday.com. 